All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. We'd love you to support this show. Please like, follow, and subscribe to us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Your likes and subscription helps us to grow and attract interviews and content. So please retweet and share our posts. Your contributions are appreciated. Welcome to episode 476 of the KISS FAQ podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill, admin on the cesspool. Um, that's what it feels like today. Just I'm in, in one of those moods. That's like the 18th time in the last two hours that I've said cesspool. 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 Uh, got Andy, who's back. Nice to see you, Andy. Yeah, it's, been a, it's been a long time since I've actually been on the KISS FAQ one. I know, and it's two years, the two-year anniversary when I was out in New England doing uh, the final research for the Aerosmith book, dragging your ass around to Upton, Hopedale, Town Hall, uh, Anchorage, uh, Bar and Grill up in Sunapee, the barn. Where else did we go? We went all over the place. You didn't come up to Vermont with me, uh, but uh, had a great time. So, you know, two years oh, ago, yeah. seems seems like a yep. long, long time ago. So. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. It's kind of yeah. weird, though, I guess. And I'll say it again. Everybody knows that knows me. I'm not, I'm not a big Aerosmith fan, but I'll tell you that when we went on that travel, man, there was there's so many Aerosmith spots and places that are still around. Which I I even thought, you know, you know, you saw me too. I was like, wow, this is it's, it's kind of interesting seeing so many of the Aerosmith spots still around. <laughs> but when I've gone to like New York and all that stuff, a lot of the Kiss spots, like per se, a, a lot of them are gone. You know, yeah. there are banks now, bank parking lot or just abandoned buildings that have been torn down or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah you know, so. I went I went to site of show number one, number two, number three. You were with me yeah. for the site of number two and number three. And then the first yeah. one that Brad played, all still there. Uh, also joining us today, our 69th Blizzard, the voice of reason, Ken. Hello. And not <laughs> enveloped in smoke in Canada today, <laughs> Marcus Almighty, Mark. Greetings, greetings. How are you? All right, gentlemen. Um, any any purchases this week? Yeah, I bought Kiss stuff this week. Guess what arrived? I'm really excited because I missed this. I did not go out for record store day. I got the Eric Carr um, Rockology. Is it Rockology? Yeah, it's Rockology CD with the bonus yeah. tracks, which I already have all nice. of them, but I didn't have this. Nice. So I was very happy. I had to order it from Discogs in Canada, but. Uh, you know what? That's what happens. Only 500 copies. And that's my other purchase. It finally arrived for me, and I immediately put it up in my online store. The Alive 3. Alive <laughs> 3 picture? I already it came grabbed... and I'm already selling it. Well, I only grabbed it so that a gouger wouldn't get it. Yeah, I've got a markup on mine, but I'm not gouging. I'm not going super stupid on it. Um, but yeah. I decided after ordering it that, uh, well, number one, the T-shirt doesn't fit, and number two, our topic of the show today is about feel like letting go. And it's not going to be me singing the praises of Peter Chris's Out of Control album. It is actually about when a decision comes to you to start downsizing your collection or your life or whatever, and, you know, if there have been periods in your time uh, or in your life that you have actually started pruning out your collection or gotten rid of everything at any point. And also, I guess, because, Andy, you've been actively downsizing because I've been wanting to get going with the Kiss FAQ live auctions. But every night, it seems, Andy's doing another auction. Andy's doing an auction. Andy's doing a live auction. You have been busy. Have you spent any of your life away from the post office? Um, no, actually, I think we've done about, you know, I, I, I've done them on my page and then I did them on, uh, the Luddy page, which is vinyl, something, the couple from the UK. And, uh, so me and Kim, I'm like, I didn't want to go to a post office like 500 times. So we did like, like five or six in a row and kept everybody's stuff and everybody's like, Oh, that's cool. And then we did another five or six in a row and then another five and six in a row. And then I'm like, Holy smoly. I didn't realize this so much. And then everybody's like, when can I get my stuff? When can I get my stuff? And I'm like, uh, and then I turn, turn the camera around. We're like, look, the floor is loaded. You guys going to have to give us some time. Then, of course, you got to find boxes and all that other good stuff. And, you know, I'm not shipping anything. I don't throw – I'm sorry. Even though I might be – we might be, a.k.a. what you call downsizing, uh, I'm not just going to throw the stuff in a box and just, like, ready to get crap, 
crushed. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Even though we're letting stuff go, I still have this thing about, oh, my God, where is it going? Who is it going to? And what are they going to do with it? I'm hoping most of the people that have already got our stuff actually keep it. And show some people have shown us, you know, they posted. I'm hoping some people don't like go back on a eBay oh, or they, another. That your your starting prices and some of the winning price people are gonna flip that stuff because I'm sitting there watching some of your auctions and I'm like, man, you're starting that at two dollars. I'm like shaking the camera and I'm just like refraining from saying anything. Like that's a steal, people, because uh, I don't want to be, turn into Julian Schill. Uh. <laughs> some other people have said that. Some people have sent me PMs. I've had people uh, send me private messages saying they would just come here and like wipe me out. Like I'll oh. buy everything, and I'm like, no, no, Andy, that ain't gonna. Huh? I got a question for you, Andy. When yeah. you go to the when you go to the post office. Do you ever get the look? Do you ever get the look of death from the people in the in the lineup? They're like, oh, this fucking guy again with nine hundred boxes, and I gotta wait here for a half an hour. No, actually, they know I've been because I did this some. I did this a couple of years ago when I had some medical issues, and I really had to let some stuff go because hmm. I had medical issues that my insurance was only covered so much, and I had some pretty big damn bills, man. And I had to let some stuff go, and I let something go I really didn't want to let go, but I knew I would make some you know, a decent amount of money. And I was like actually crying when I let it go. I was actually sitting because it's only the first two something. I don't want to even mention what it is because I don't want people, uh, somebody else to get upset either. But uh, I was literally crying when I was letting it go because, uh, you know, it was just the way it is. But they're used to me now at the post office because it's not that far away from me. And what I do is basically go to the car, pull the stuff out. Uh, they have a corner for me and I, I just stack it up. And then I let everybody else go in front of me. And then they usually have one or two people or if they have a third person they know i'm there and then they turn around and they de de designate one person for me and i'll have 50 60 packages of boxes and that's how i do it so they're cool with me and i'm coached with them it works out well so but yeah sometimes the people like when i start bringing in stuff in the morning first thing in the morning the people behind me mark are going you got to be kidding i kept going back running back and forth they're like oh what the and i just let everybody go in front of me you know yeah i mean mark <laughs> must have a deep and meaningful relationship with his post office as well with shipping out cds and you also you know ship out a lot of your own lps um oh, yeah. you know so so i certainly have as well and they used to see me coming and they just point around back and they'd wheel up a big bin and say put them in here um you know especially when i was shipping 60 or 70 books at a time back in the day you know so you know, you learn how to not piss off the customers because I get offended because I print out all the postage and everything ready just to drop off before I ever get near the post office. So I'm not going to be having them, you know, scan them and do all that crap. I've done it all electronically beforehand. So I don't feel yeah. I should have to wait because I've gone to the, you know, so they better have someone ready for me to dump because otherwise yeah. why am I doing online postage and saving yeah. them time? Yeah, exactly. Cause um, I, I've, I've, I've gotten that. Like I've went in like, even just like last week when I was sending out a whole whack of CDs, there's this one Jamaican fellow that I know there that comes into the lineup and he saw me come in there and he saw me go in front of him and he goes, Oh fuck this guy again, man. Like he's like, it, and I look back at him and I go, dude, I, I won't be that long. I only have like 10 packages. Like, oh, I'm just joking with you, man. Like he was, he was cool, but he did it loud. So I could hear him because we, we see each other like numerous yeah, he's, times. He's just razzing office. you for fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What about you, Ken? I mean, are you just a buyer, or do you ever sell? I have to quit. Yeah, I have to quit ups, up, whatever it is. Not downsizing, but upsizing. I got to stop that first, I think. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought of there's there's things that I have packed away. I'm not getting any joy out of them or anything because they're just kind of hidden away. And there's certain things like, oh, yeah, these old kiss necklaces or whatever. I could probably sell those. I don't. Do I really need to keep those? And maybe you know, some, some a bunch of belt buckles I have and things like that. That they're not quite as important as other things. Like I don't think I'd sell my, you know, original Kiss trash can or your guitar um, first or anything. Or my yeah, yeah my guitar and, and stuff like that. Um, those things are kind of special I had since the beginning, you know, when they first got into Kiss. So, yeah, there's there's things I, I start thinking about. It. It's like, yeah, do it. You know, I, I, I'm just thinking about it, you know, pulling the trigger on some stuff, kind of starting slowly, you know, and, and, and build up and see how it goes. Yeah, it's, so it's a process. 
too. It's weird. It's, I have to agree with Ken. It, I mean, literally, look, I'm going to just show this quick. When I when I start letting go of stuff, right, I start looking at it. I look at it right away, like fast. I do the fast thing now. I look at it and go, no. Like, I, I could dump it. And then other, <laughs> other stuff I say, like, no way. Now, like, 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 like look at this shirt. I know Julian's going to. This, this is my original, like, a Kiss Asylum t-shirt. Oh. Okay? Yeah. Look at that thing. I mean, that, that thing, thing is, is so great out. It That's can't be. So, it can't be sold. It's it's been to a wasp concert, clearly. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. But that, that's the thing. This I will save. And people, most people, would turn around and then thrown this away, like twenty years ago. Mm. I probably had throw this away and saying that's just junk. But to me, this isn't junk. This no, is something sen- that sen- sentimental value. You can't put a price on. That's right. part of the on the special stuff like ken and i right ken we can brag that we went to see creatures of the night tour we have the ticket stubs we have the t-shirts right, right. you know the right. million people that said they went to the creatures of the night tour but they didn't actually go yeah no <laughs> sen- sentimental true. value is the driver and I, I i don't remember i showed it on one of the uh, the episodes over the last couple of weeks me getting that singaporean peter chris uh out of control cassette that is something that i downsized 20 something years ago and I regretted it ever since and I mm-hmm. wanted those tapes back in my collection and I put down a $500 bid on that because I wasn't going to miss it thank god it didn't go any it didn't go any no that's how deep the sentimentality is to me oh, okay. on a couple of items that I have let go from my collection but you know Andy's mentioned you know medical uh, for downsizing previously mark have you ever downsized your collection and what were kind of the driving factors that led you to make that decision? Because oh, uh, oh, you, yes. you have social medicine up north. Yes, I, I, I doubt, and this is one of the great regrets, and one of the reasons why I started collecting vinyl again when I, you know, started picking up steam again, uh, back in like the end of 1990s, like I guess it was like 1998 or so. Um, I had a lot of stuff at that time. If you can believe it, I had like original. Alive. I had the original, you know, Injustice for All on vinyl. On I had a whole bunch of stuff. I had a ton of Metallica had singles and Iron Maiden 12-inch singles, originals, and all this. I had tons of shit. But I was pushing my band at the time. Okay, me. We had I had this band called Reckon with One, and we were doing really good. We were being looked at by a couple of record labels, you know, here and there. And one guy, he was a, a, an author in a big known magazine unrestrained and they also wrote for brave words bloody knuckles magazine here in mm. canada it's a big magazine metal mag and his name was adrian bromley god rest your soul adrian he, he died a while back but he was a good friend and he really helped push us and he wrote articles and reviews about our stuff and he actually helped us get our very first record deal. He went to this, this record label guy in Quebec and said, you got to check this band out. He like he busted his balls to check out our band. And he did, and he liked it, and we got signed. And we released two albums on this record label, and it really helped us a lot uh, to get out there. And as a thank you to him, because I knew that he was a big collector of vinyl at the time, he had a big collection even then, I gave him like 85% of my vinyl collection as a thank you. Him because at the time I wasn't even listening to it. I mean, I was getting stuff here and there, but my record player wasn't working. So, and I was big on CDs too at the time. And I never thought that this stuff would come back around again. Stupidly, me thinking that. Uh, and I, I just gave it all to him. And there's a picture I have somewhere. I wish I could have found it of me, like actually holding some of the, you know, the Iron Maiden 12 inch singles and 45s, picture sleeves, everything, and to this guy in his apartment and giving it to him with me and my bandmates. And, I, and when I see that picture, I almost cry because I'm like, fuck, man, why did I give him that album? Like a few of them, I was like, why did I give that up? You know, such a stupid move. But, you know, and the, and the thing is, too, when he, when he after he passed away, you know, I had no idea what happened with all that stuff. So, I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't have wanted to go and get it off of him again. But, you know, it's it would have been interesting to see if they ever did like any kind of like an estate sale, because that's pretty popular after people pass that people do that. Right. But, yeah, that was. I'm I'm kind of sad that I did it because there's a lot of stuff in there that I wish I would have had now still, but at the time I I was fully committed to to, to doing it because it was a big thing for us for our band at that time. Yeah, you know it, it's pretty weird the things you know it's always for me been more about the hunt and the kill than the trophy. Hmm. You know, so a lot of the things that I've collected over the years have 
just gone into boxes or stacks and they serve no purpose. They're space fillers. Um, and once that space is filled, it's like, well, what the hell do I do now? And that's what I ran into with my Kiss singles. They were my love and my passion. I mean, I had 400 and something, I think 480 different seven inch singles, <laughs> including some incredibly rare ones, but also missing some incredibly rare ones that I just could not get on my hands on to complete the set. So like with coins, if there's that one round blank in a coin album and that coin is unobtainable, then I eventually reach the point mentally where I have to get rid of it because there's an empty spot that can never be filled and the book is always closed. So, you know, Morgan Dollars, mm -hmm. you ain't getting that 1895 ever. Get rid of it. Um, you know, so... But we all but we all, but we all know that in the Kiss world, we can't have everything. And we know the biggest Kiss fan period is Gene Simmons. And even Gene no, he's can't not. have it all. Yeah. No, it, it, you know, he was basically, yeah. well, I mean, as a fan, as a, the biggest collection and all that, we know that he's he's the biggest fan in collection oh, of I, everything. I, I doubt he's got the biggest you know, Kiss collection, Andy. You don't think so? I do not yeah. think so. I think he's it, got a pretty good collection of Hello good. Kitty shit, but um, <laughs> in, in terms of the the stuff that would make people, um, I mean, serious fans go, oh my God, I, I don't think so for a minute. I mean, there, there's the Kiss Mexico uh, Museum, and that's a pretty hardcore collection. But, you know, I, there, there are fans who don't talk about their collections as well for mm -hmm. obvious yeah. reasons. Um, so, so no, I, I, I don't think Gene, Gene is it. So those singles, my, when my wife and I decided to get married, they were a perfect opportunity to unload them and finance our wedding. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we could have the wedding that we wanted and I could get rid of something that was taking up space and not serving my life um, mm -hmm. in terms of the change that was about to happen to my life and make it worthwhile. So, you know, that was my major downsizing. I've downsized because I've moved from Singapore to the States, from the States to back to the UK, from the UK back to the States. So things have gotten jettisoned or lost. I mean, I sold a lot of my stuff in, in, uh, in Scotland before I went to uh, University of Canterbury because I just, well, I needed the money for the pub, to be perfectly honest. Um, Canterbury, huh? Cool. Yeah, no, I did computer science there, um, Andy. Frog scene. But but what what, what is it that has driven that is driving your you're the one who's actively involved in downsizing? Why? What is the driver? And how do you approach uh, choosing what you downsize? Well, he 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 was the thing is that uh, it started out basically with the shed. I have to say this, but my have a shed in the backyard. You know, of course, shed lawnmower and all that crap. You know, the yeah. crap. You know, you get stuff. Uh, I, I can't. I couldn't even get in the shed. You know, I mean, if, if I wanted to get the snowblower right, I had to pull everything out and get the snow. And vice versa, keep, you know, keep rotating everything. And then I'm like, then when I came, I would come upstairs to to what my my one of my good friends. He named he named this place. So he's like, hey man, it's called a Kiss Palace instead of just being a Kiss Museum. Is he's like, yeah, call it the Kiss Palace, and it's stuck ever since. But you know, Julian, you you were here. At one point, when Julian here was a couple of years ago, you couldn't even walk up here. At one point, you can't even walk. You go up you're, the stairs. You're, you're dodging the stairs, and yeah, for anyone who's got like a hip problem or knee problems, <laughs> trying to navigate Andy's stairs up into the palace, it's like we're doing a little dance here, and we may go up, and we may be going back down on our backsides. Yeah, and, 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 and at some point, you know, I'm coming up the stairs, and I'm basically tossing stuff on the glass. You know, the two cases I had here. Actually, one of them's gone now. I actually took it apart and threw it away. It's actually gone. But uh, it would end up just like getting at the top of the stairs and tossing stuff. And I always said, man, man, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to be like a hoarder of just like let stuff pile up and you can't see it. And I wish I had a picture of me up there, you hoarder. Yeah, <laughs> and it was, it, it was so bad. We're pulling stuff out. And my wife, who is a KISS fan... And uh, she is uh, four years older than I me, so I didn't turn her into a fan. So she actually, you know what I mean? So she's a fan, too. And she's like, we start pulling stuff up. She goes, I didn't know you even had that. I didn't. Where'd you get that? Where was that? Where was it? And I'm pulling stuff up. Going, wow, I haven't seen this since 
you know, 1979 and 78 because it's just stuff stuffed in the closet. And I literally found this. I, I didn't even showed it. They're not even like Legos. They're just like these little, uh, <clears throat> I don't know what they call them, but they're like the little things that are kind of like Legos. Oh, just, God. kinetics like, or whatever they were. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But these were like, and it says, basically, you put it there, it says, Kith died. Basically, you're supposed to be like Kith Dynasty. And I found it sure. hidden in the drawer. But it's so old, you know what I mean? So I started to find all these paperwork and all that. So and then, so I said, you know what? I can't walk up here anymore. We can't even enjoy it. You know, I hate to say it in ways. It's kind of like, I don't know. Oh, all of a sudden, it hit me. I'm like, you know what? Maybe we should just kind of unload some stuff. And, uh, you know, um, you know, I've told some people, too, is that I, I, I've worked where I work. I do printers. I've been doing printer labels for 25 25 it'll be almost 26 years but the company is closing at the end of december so on that note on top of that now made the decision of starting to clear stuff out uh, maybe a little bit better and smarter because this gives us the chance because kim's sister one of her sisters lives in florida and kim's always kind of wanted to like go someplace warmer <laughs> i'm a cold guy i don't mind 70 and below it's fine with me but driving you know driving and ice and snow sucks you know come on it, it, that that does suck it's pretty it. humid there though yeah i understand it's pretty bad nasty yeah i've been down there but you know it, 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 so she kind of likes you know and, and basically we've had medical issues and the heat for kim is better on her medical issues and stuff like mm -hmm. that so and it is and, and believe me massachusetts is the third worst place to live in in the united states is oh the fourth because you got hawaii parts of california Parts of New York, so uh, New parts of California. Wow, we're moving up in the world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, compared to like, you know, so and even up in like Maine, even like Maine, where Kim's originally from, it's like ninth, ninth on the list, and like New Hampshire's tenth. Out of New England and Connecticut's really expensive too. So it's not like you can just move a couple of states and stuff. So if you move to Florida, man, they they do have some tax things. You don't get all that stuff too. So I mean, we, I could literally sell my house here. By, by, I know people get mad about manufactured homes, a.k.a. mobile homes, but if you're in a 55-plus, man, you should have some nice gated places, some nice houses. I could buy a could buy a house down there, paid off in cash with a sale from this, pay off the two new cars because we both needed two new cars six months ago, which sucked. It's just the way it happened. Pay those off and still have a bunch of money in my pocket to put in a way for more into my retirement fund and oh, basically get two jobs. And let's kiss stuff. No, let's kiss stuff. You know? <laughs> Start rebuilding the so, kiss collection. Yeah, it's a vicious kiss circle. No, because because you know, let's put it this way: manufactured homes only uh, uh, the average square footage is is uh, like twelve hundred to sixteen hundred square feet. Mm -hmm. That's in total. Yeah. I was gonna say I would like to I would like to see you after living uh, after six months of swamp ass in Florida, um, but I, I don't think I would want to see anyone after six months of swamp ass anywhere. Um, but you if know. I could work at Universal Studios, man, that would be like I'd work at mm. Universal Studios. That would be I'm into horror. Everybody knows that too. I like that's even more bizarre. People are like, man, you let go of your horror stuff. I have absolutely two horror stuff left. Jason that Mask. Two people pick up. Everything is gone. And what's I left? Oh, I want to know what's uh, left. There's like this. There's, there's a killer, a serial killer. He like shakes back and forth in a chair, and there's a guy who pops his head off. You know, like. <laughs> so I'm keeping my Freddy. I have the original Freddy. You know the you know the walking. I have the original Freddy. The basically, I think it's the first electronic um, thing that Spencer's usually back in the day did. The first one I'm keeping because everybody wants it, and I'm like, nope, he's the only one I'm. I got to keep him. Mm. But other than that, you know, like I said, I look at stuff now. Go, I, I can part with that. I, it, it doesn't, you know, and it's not all Spencer stuff. Everybody's like, oh, it's just the Spencer's crap. No, actually, I have a bunch of Spencer stuff that I'm keeping. I like the light up stuff. I like the like stuff. It looks cool. I like some of the stuff is really cool. And of course, like Ken or you guys, especially. If I went to a show in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, if I did something special at an expo, that's the stuff I'm kind of keeping. It's more of a, uh, you know, my history kind of thing in that way. And Kim, and there's a stuff that Kim and I have now, now, you know, we got married and all that stuff. There's stuff that me and Kim did together that are not up. You know, so even if we stay here, they weren't on the wall. Now I'm going to show you this, right? You guys, people know the story that Peter Chris basically gave Kim, not me, Kim, his Dynasty album, 
uh, plat- uh, platinum, sorry, gold, plat- a gold mm. RIA plat- uh, album from Canada, right? He gave it to her, and it's been sitting just on the floor, like it's sitting, you know, but he gave it to her. So th- we've had nowhere to put it. Wouldn't you want this something like this on the wall that's more uh, No, that should that should be on a wall by itself. That's that's mm-hmm. the point. We don't have room more room. I mean it's gone from this stuff downstairs. There's a front room, as you know, Julian, there's a front room, it got loaded even twice as much. This, we we said we we're gonna keep the living room kiss kind of free. Nope, this stuff is piled in the in the living room. It's you know, it's everywhere. And so so are, kiss oh, is like sewage that stuff. seeps everywhere. So you're you're pulling an ace freely there. You're, you're, at least you're not putting it in your bathroom underneath the the the, the sink there, like how he's tossed that. I've never done this book there, or when they did that interview with uh, three sides, and they said that he had all his uh, gold records, and they they found them in his bathroom, like all on the floor. They said, ah, I'll get around to it. Ah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Ken, I want to ask uh, about downsizing. I want to ask Ken something because Gene Simmons Auctions has kicked off <laughs> in, in in the past week. So. What happened was Gene sold his mansion, in, and we've talked about this on the show, in Los Angeles or Beverly Hills, wherever it was, um, and was intending on moving to Vegas. And all his stuff's been sitting there because he's, I guess, flip-flopped on where you know he's actually going to be going. I, I don't pay attention to these people's private mm-hmm. lives, so I'm sure someone <laughs> knows exactly where he is, but I don't give a shit. Um, so some of the stuff's been put on display in the new Kiss Museum at the Rio, which is next to Kiss Golf, uh, Monster Mini Golf, which is really fun. You should always do whenever you're in Vegas. That's a free advert, Gene. I'm clearly not learning anything. Um, so he started listing things. Um a lot of it, well, uh, we'll get Ken's opinion, but quite a few of the items are, you know, relating to the final two shows. Bid on the final bases, the final torches, and I think that's a really good idea to let those high rollers fight it out amongst themselves, and then Gene doesn't have to say, I want 40000 50000 let the market decide, and then he's not the bad guy for someone spending $100,000 on a used sword. Uh, but Ken, what do you think of the Gene Simmons auctions? Uh, G-Bay. <laughs> G-Bay, that's a good one. I I uh, did not make that up. I, I, I just lifted that from, uh, from Christine. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's interesting that, you know, he's going to, I guess, part with some of this stuff. Um, yeah, some of the things there are they're interesting, you know, his notes, his drawing, and that you see that thing, and his cowboy boots or whatever you know uh i mean that he's worn uh things i mean they're interesting but there's nothing there at least right now that i see and it's like yeah i have to have that or i i, I want to bid on that there's there's yeah this stuff that you know yeah i could bid on something but eh, it's not exciting enough for me to you know go after it uh, I don't know what those, you know, tapes are going to do. I know that there's, he's going to be putting out the, some of his uh, demo tapes. Might want to rethink that. Cassette tapes and stuff, you know. I don't know how that's going to turn out. Um, uh, but, you know, he put a, there's a Hotter Than Hell album, right? Uh, it says, it is a cut corner. It says, it might be a promo. <laughs> but it's sealed. It's like, well, usually if it's sealed, probably not. Uh, a Does it have a UPC but, label on the back suggesting that it's an 80s reissue? They and all say that it's shit. a blue label. They say, they well, how would they know that label. if it's sealed? Well, probably based on the catalog number um, of it. But uh, yeah, so things like that. Uh, but nothing has. I mean, there may be some point where I'll see something and I'll, I'll, I might want to bid on something, but I, I'm I'll probably get outbid anyway. Those, those it, bids it, right I, now I are so stupid money. They, they're they're literally the same. Oh, yeah, but what, some of it some of it's crazy. So, what what uh, do you think about the stickers? Because that was one of the things that was a point of contention, <laughs> and I was like, def- I, I I got all offended. Don't put def- a sticker on it. Oh, defacing items by putting a sticker. I mean, if you have vinyl, you have to sell it as a sticker on label, and that's an automatic um, markdown in price on most items. And he's putting mm-hmm. these stickers on some of the stuff. Old stickers. And yeah. you know, opinions do vary on the board. Some people say I like it because that means it's from Gene Simmons. Uh, you know, personal collection. And it's not the same as your off-the-shelf kind of collectibles that anyone can get on eBay or Discogs or anywhere else for that matter. Uh, but he's also signing things. 
which a lot of serious collectors hate, a super rare item being signed. And again, some others love it. Uh, but he signed an Eric Carr drumskin. Yeah, that was kind of weird. In that case, him signing that, yeah, it's a drumskin uh, that Eric Carr would have used on the drums. But uh, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with signing his signature on things. I'm not one of those that would. I think it's it's cool that his signature is on it um, on certain things, but. Uh, that wouldn't stop me from buying something. A thousand bucks for the Almo marching band music? Oh, yeah. There's some, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I noticed that little, those little Hello Kitty boots or whatever, Burn something up. like that. Um, I'd like, no. <laughs> Get something like that. I'm just waiting. To each no. his own, though, right? To each his own, man. If you want to spend oh, the yeah. money that you like. Yeah, that, that mirror Absolutely. at 1700, that mirror is badass. That uh, 1980 Australian tour one. I mean, a lot of Australian merch, as I've found out, I'm staying away from merch in general in uh, Mass Hysteria. I think I've got four or five items in there. Um, There's some cool stuff. The Glow in the Dark. Yeah, the Glow in the Dark uh, LP. He signed that. That's going crazy price. Um, That that one's good. Signed. I have Uh, that. I don't have an issue. Um, It ain't worth 700 euros. So it's... I don't think it's S- sign it. Ken, voice it. of reason, seven hundred bucks. Yeah, if I signed it, it would, it would go down in price if I signed it. <laughs> First kiss, last legs. I mean, at two seventy-five, that's a really good price right now. I mean, right now, yeah, it's not bad. Are you kidding me? I saw those like at ex- expos back when they came out. They, they couldn't get rid of those things. They were dirt like, cheap back then. Yeah, twenty-five dollars. Yeah, back then. Like stack loads at the expo for like twenty-five dollars, and the guy, the guy couldn't get rid of them. They couldn't even get rid of them. It was crazy. So I said, so I said, it's like, what? I mean, everybody can pay what they want. Everybody can like what they want. You know, it doesn't yeah. make, doesn't to me personally, it doesn't make you, you or me a bigger fan than somebody else. Just because, just because I have, I mean, people are like, oh my god, you're getting rid of your stuff. Get rid. Guess what? If I turn the corner, if I turn this camera and I show you this corner, that that if we moved right, you get those sixteen by eight by eight pods. You know, the ones you see the commercials for. We, I, we have it marked out 16 by 8 by 8 on the floor over here to see what could fit. And I turned it, if I turned my phone over here and looked, I got news for you. I probably have still a lot more than some people have. But you know what? I don't care. I don't care if you have one thing or two things. Because what happened in the long run, right, It's all we, we, we got into it because I mean, it might have been a visual thing. But you stuck around because of the music, right? 50 years. The, music, know, music. And, the music and the friendships. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, I'm not going to get... Am I gonna get rid of the you know the drumsticks that you know Eric Singer handed me at the last concert I went to? No, I'm not gonna get rid of that. Am I gonna get rid of the Gene Simmons Herco pick that he threw at me? You know, uh, and I, I got that one. No, or am I gonna get rid of the Creatures of the Night pick from that I got back in '83? No, I'm not, I'm not gonna get rid of that one either. Those no, kinds of things are, are sentimental, have, like you said, experience. Yeah. You know. Those are priceless, right, Ken? Priceless. They are priceless. Those are the priceless yeah. things. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm like you. I've got that drumstick Eric threw at me. That's that, yeah, that he the had played. Drumstick. Yeah, that he, the bloody drumstick that he'd played off Gene's crotch. I mean, I, I, I've got that. I've got a, a set of unused hot in the shade picks um, that Gary Corbett gave me. I've got the the Kiss Dynasty sponge that you gave me. You know, yeah, so some, oh, yes, that's right. that. some things are sacrosanct. The Perfect. majority of things behind me that no one can ever see because I use the, the fake background is, again, and I've mentioned it so many times, is my wall of photos. It's not an ego wall. It's a memory wall. I've got pictures of me and James Campion when I was in New York City and we went out to, you know, where Village Voice writers used to hang out and we went out, had a, a fantastic meal and then a scotch uh, at another nice place afterwards. You, you know, so memories like that, me with band members, obviously. Um, I've got Peter Chris's doodle pad from the Charlotte Expo right in front of me here, you know. Um, those are the things you know i've got i've been talking about downsizing my collection forever now and i've you know got the first batch of stuff for the you know the first auction that i do for the Pacific U live auction is going to have like 10 15 items i'm just going to start small before i start getting into stuff like greatest kiss lps and kisteria stuff but it's 
I'm at that point now that it's time. I get my my kicks out of this. I get my oh, kicks. You know, I'm going to get my kicks in New York in uh, December. Walking tour, Andy? I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. A, a, gr- a group of people going together to the historic sites in New York City. Hopefully it's not too cold. Um, it's December. It's New York between between buildings. Of course, the wind's going to be whipping. I, you know what, though? I don't I don't really care. I'm going to go anyways. I don't care if it's raining or snowing. I, I'll go anyways. I'm just because this is going to be probably. got a and you're good, right, Andy? I don't care. I'm just gonna go. Like, I don't. I love the cold anyway, so it won't bother me. But here's the thing: this was probably the last time I'm gonna go to New York. New York too. This is it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not even from New York, and I know more. I know more kiss shit than some people that live there. I, I don't understand why this stuff hasn't been done years. Why? Why is it have been books or or, or 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 a Facebook page with? Oh, these are the spots. Here's the maps and everything else. I'm surprised nobody's ever ever done that stuff. I always tell everybody: wherever you live. Whatever state you live, why don't you do one of your own? And then maybe someday the big Facebook group get together and put them all. Oh, this is the California spots. They did this. This is the New York. Or, you know, this is Ohio. Ohio. Yeah, but what, you, did the, you did the same in California. You're like the Rick Steves of the KISS world. <laughs> you know, a- a- Andy's walking tours of historic locations in, Los Ange- in the Los Angeles area, uh, you know, and New York. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, you should have a book and a PBS series. You know, yeah. a walking. We're we're not going to the Alps. We're going to New York. <laughs> we're going to the sewer hole where where Gene Simmons spit. I mean, that's that's the kind of weird things we would go to, <laughs> and stuff like that. Not just a typical, you know, not you know. Again, I, you know, everybody knows we're going to go to the rest of the kill spot. That's without a doubt. But I mean, there's a lot of spots that kiss again. They're missing. You know what I mean? So we're just, yeah, I mean, I mean you would you would be the perfect conductor on a Kiss tour bus. We all pull up in front of six forty five uh, Madison Avenue. You blow your kazoo and say, "This is six forty five Madison, where Bill Orcoin had his offices." And we all lean out the windows, and go, "Ooh, really loud." <laughs> you know what's funny though? Funny they're, they're, pictures. In 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 England though, my friend I do the Yes podcast as well, right? And when they did the fiftieth anniversary show there, there was actually uh, double decker bus tours that they were doing for significant Yes sites that that, that were going around that week during that show. And uh, during on the Yes podcast, the guy who, who I do it with Kevin, he went on it and filmed it, and it was really interesting because they went to the very first place they rehearsed. They showed they showed like uh you know the very first club they played at where certain band members lived. So I mean, Andy, it's it's a it's a great idea, you know, to do that kind of a thing, you know. And that's one of the special things about this band is that there are those cities where you can do that sort of thing. Uh, when you go to Florida, you're not going to have that sort of. <laughs> If I did one in Florida, I actually did one in Florida. I had made shirts up for, for a joke, and I was there, and we went to, like, I don't know, you know, we just played it in arenas. I mean, Lake you Lincoln. might think it's silly, but, you know, that kind of thing. They went to this arena. They played here. They did this. Uh, we went to, like, the casino where they actually had kiss slot, uh, the, the, the slot machines because, you know, I, I took – we rented a van. Everybody pitched in, rented a van. I drove, and we, we just had fun, and – we, you know, played the kids, what I was saying, I had fun, went to places, took photos, and this and that, and they had kids, the kids slot machines were at this uh, Seminole casino at the time when they very first came out, and I found them, and, they, you know, I had, you know, a lot, you know, you have to do research and all that kind of stuff, so it's fun, you know, you just grab a bunch of people who just want to go fun, and it's free, you know, if anyone wants to, just to put out there, if anybody wants to go, if you're in New York, you know, that, that weekend, December 1st to December 2nd, there's two different tours. December first is a long one. I got a bro. We've got it broken up into ten sections, and we're going to go up. What I call up towards Central Park. We're not going to go in Central Park because there's a ton more hit spots in Central Park. But Central Park is so huge, you don't realize it. But we'll get up to the end of Central Park, and there's about fifty or sixty spots. So we'll go up and then back around. And then on December second, <clears throat> what I call we're going to start at MSG again, and we're going to go down, and that's basically going down towards. Uh, dress to kill that way and it's about right now i have like 20 spots but i already have the map so it's gonna go right in a row go down 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 right back and then we're gonna end that you know the stout you know that we, we had the uh, big uh, gathering and hang out yeah. at the stout there which is right around the corner from msg and it's all free i play the music it's a bar of course food and all, all that good stuff and like yeah so anyways hey, that's you know 
Andy, Andy, I got a question for you, Andy. So we all know New York. We all know New York City is like a significant city for Kiss history. What would you say is the second most important city for Kiss to do like a tour like that? Uh, for for spots that I know of, it's either. I guess it could be a toss-up. You could say Cadillac, Michigan, because mm-hmm. they they, mm-hmm. they I don't know if they still do it, but they have tours. I don't know if they still do it, but I have like a booklet and they. So I would imagine Cadillac. And the other place I would think would be uh, Los Angeles, L.A. It, but it's so many in L.A., and L.A. is so spread out, too. I must have hit me and Kim. I I love her to death, and she's a huge Kiss fan. But I dragged her out at, like, 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning to get started in a rental car. <laughs> we just stop, go, stop, go, stop, go, video, video, video. And I was doing them live. And I must still – we must have hit about 80 or 90 spots in, in a, like, two-day thing. Wow. And I'm a Wasp fan, so I did the Wasp stuff, too. And um, – but I still missed about a hundred spots. I mean, there's, there's there's a lot in California. Yeah, so there is a lot between L.A., New York, and I would say Cadillac, Michigan would be the would be up there too. You know, since because of that show. You know, and maybe you know Detroit, but th- that's gone, right? Cobo Hall's gone. So I, I would say, mm. yeah, I'd say Cadillac, Cadillac. I, I've never been there. I w- would love to get the Cadillac. That's another thing. Uh, oh yeah, and I have, and actually, I have a. Uh, I know we're getting all off the topic, but. I actually have, and I wanted to go before the COVID hit, and then I got sick and all. I have one. It's just Ace Frehley. Ace Frehley stuff from the Bronx and all that stuff. I have must have like 50, 60 spots. And like people like, don't go. And I'm like, I got to go. I want to go. You got to go in the Bronx. <laughs> you know, I, I just want to go through that Poe Park, sit there where Ace has pictures with a, a girl. I don't know if it was a girlfriend or a friend that's a girl or hanging out. And it reminds me, and I just want to play hard times. And, you know, I don't drink anymore because of I have non-alcohol fatty liver disease. But listen to hard times and crack, just crack a drink over it and sit in that park, man, and listen to hard times. And I actually know where Ace really, um, remember he said he was part of that gang, which was part of that movie. Yeah. And yeah. he would a duck junior or junior ducks. Cause Ducky he boys. Actually, yeah. Ducky boys, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Ace was only like a, a kick kid you know a very small kid when he was into that into that group thing or whatever before he got out of it i actually know where they said they used to cross the uh, the bridge to get across and he said oh man we hope we don't get arrested by the cops the police station is literally right there i can understand why they would get arrested and i would never try that nowadays because if you look up that area and i'm not going to give it out because i want to go there first <laughs> but you know I, I have, so I, you know i don't know i want to get there too before this before if we t- end up taking off but I, I don't know. There's so much great stuff. That's why I said everybody should do something wherever they live. It might not seem significant, but like even Maine, they've done stuff in Maine. They, you know, creatures tour, you know, all the tour spots or places they might have hang out. You know, always see silly photos of people like hanging out at restaurants and stuff like that. Well, think of what, what we did when I was in in New England with you. We went to Bill O'Coin's childhood home. Um, yeah. We went to his parents' restaurant. And we I, vi- visited his family grave plot, where where he has and, a marker, you know. Yeah, and you believe it or not, I, I didn't even know until like, hmm, maybe a, maybe half a year before you came that like, that that his parents owned a restaurant like five minutes from where I worked in the graveyard. <laughs> wow. Five minutes from where I work in Devons, Massachusetts. It's the craziest thing, and I didn't even find out until about two or three years ago. I, I can't believe it. After all these years of living around this area, and I don't live that far from Devons. You know, I only live about like ten or fifteen minutes from Devons, from where I work in Devons, Massachusetts. And his family and everything grew up in there. So it's very strange that things are so close, but never knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Young, that good. Young Bill O'Coin so, having his transmitter shut down by the. FBI and FCC <laughs> or something for illegally transmitting a radio station out of his basement. So, so, so wow. what would Ken? My question though would be, what, what, like even, even Mark, man, I, I know Mark's the hottest thing for Mark to give away is his destroyer collection. Mark, I guarantee, <laughs> has a destroyer collection in the back that's humongous and nobody knows about it, but he's waiting to download it. But like. I have a hard time, even though I have a Kiss pinball machine, right? I, I got lucky and got one. I have the Kiss casket. That that's something else, but that's coming with us no matter where I go because that's basically it's paid for and bought, and that's if something ever happens to me, it's been been bought. But multi purpose. Well, biggest thing, yeah. So my biggest thing is really that, and even Kim says it is the T-shirts. I, mm. I can't like that's gonna. I have like 
200 T-Kiss t-shirts. I know it sounds crazy, but Kim's got like 150 or something like that. But we can't give away the, the, the T-shirts are the toughest things, and the posters is probably like second to me. Because I think the T-shirts for me are not only – I can't see myself. I know people are like, oh, a 50-year-old guy walking around with Kiss T-shirts or band T-shirts is just goofy nowadays. But guess what? That's, hey. that's how I am, and that's what I do. You know? I know, but that's what people I walk think. like that. I walk around you know? with them still. All the time, if I can. When, when I can, if I can, yep. Kim does the same thing. I mean, I'm not all Kiss all the time, but – you know, but th- those are probably the hottest thing in the posters. The second, because you know, t- t-shirts and posters. You know, a, t- a t-shirt is to me a t-shirt is a not only just a t-shirt, but you can display a t-shirt like a poster. So that yeah. that's kind of like an ultimate kind of both ways. I could never see myself without not wearing a t-shirt. So those are the, probably the two hardest kind of things to like me personally give up. But I'm looking back at some of the stuff that I haven't seen in years and going, wow! I remember I was so much into pins. You know, the pins, the Oh, yeah, you know, just pins. Pins, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was, I had hundreds and hundreds of pins, and then I traded them off for other things. So I got out of the pins and, of course, patches. Then I was huge into patches in the 80s, mm. you know, big batch patches. I had the jean jacket fully loaded, and I got tons of them. And I'm like, man, I, I miss those kind of days, too, you know, where it was kind of simple. I, I miss the simple yeah. kind of day in ways, you know, kind of weird to me. Oops, it's not it? because of just, just like, it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it, Julian's, it, it, Julian's well, food's burning in his oven right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about you, Ken? Yeah, I mean, like a, yeah, I mean, the you know, my old T-shirts that I, I got back, you know, at concerts and stuff like that, they're, they're all gone. I mean, I I I wore them, I wore them out. I had they were holes in them and everything. I I cut off the you know the. Back then, when I was young and wouldn't fit yep. or whatever, but you know, I had the sleeves, <laughs> sleeves cut off and all that kind of stuff um, back then. Um, but so the, they're pretty much they were all gone. And, and when you talk about posters, I, I'm kicking myself because there was a time in the late '80s I got rid of all my posters except for a couple. And I had because yeah. all those posters adorned my bedroom wall and you know and ceiling when I was a kid. My 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 yep. bedroom. Oh. Um, and I had all those original, the, the real large ones, you know, the extra large ones. I had those. I had all the, all the, you know, famous. Ones. This is the really the only, only one behind me that I really kept from all that time, is wow. the Love Gun, you know, foil one. Um, and, but I, I kick myself now for you know letting those go, way back, and it was in the 80s, late 80s, I think. <laughs> Yeah, well, with me with the T-shirts, I, I, unlike Ken, I had them, I had quite a few of them, and then of course, living in a home with like European parents, everybody who has European parents will have this happen, and you'll you'll feel my pain. I had a rush shirt, okay, and it was oh. one of my prized shirts, okay, and there was a small hole like about this big, okay, like not I'm not kidding, like even like this big a hole on it. And a few days later I'm looking for my shirt, where the hell's my shirt? And I go down in the laundry room and it's being cut by my mother into little pieces to use for like a rag to wash rag. the sink. It, yeah, it's become that, a duster. Like, what? And what are you doing to my shirt? The mark that has a hole in it. How you can't wear that shirt anymore. I'm like, oh God. So you know I have to be very careful with my shirts from then on in to hide them because you know, anything with a hole in it would become a rag at one point, oh, no. right? Oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, that that would yeah. If my mother exactly. saw that shirt, Andy, she'd take and say, "Andy, you can't wear that anymore." The perfect. You know, rag. So. <laughs> yeah, that that shirt would be a fire starter. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got some, some Vinnie Vincent posters from from a from the gathering yeah, thing. Those those look good. Would. <laughs> yeah. Oh god! Don't don't mention that clown. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. We're not going to go there. We're not going to go. But, it, it, you know, and also, too, man, this house was small. When, when I first bought this house in uh, 1998, it was only 920 square feet. In 2008, I took the plunge, man, and I worked hard. And, and believe me, I'm telling you, everybody, and I've told everybody, they go, oh, man, you look at you. You must be rich. You got all this stuff. And I'm like, no. I, I had to work my ass off. My parents didn't give me one dime a penny. And I believe me, I love my parents. My parents are very nice and I love them very much. So I'm glad they're still around stuff, but they didn't give me one dime. If I wanted something, I had to work for it. I had paper routes and worked in, you know, yard work and shovel for yeah. people. It scraped every dime, nickel and thing. And if I wanted something, I had to pay for it. That's how it was. 
And I said, you know, when I grow up someday, I want to buy a house. I want to, you know, da, 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 do all this stuff. And then one day, you know, when I bought the house, uh, you know, when I bought this house, because I actually had another house before, but that's a different story. And I had to, Don't whatever. go there. So, yeah. So, <laughs> but when I finally took the plunge to make this one bigger, it was all for the kiss thing. So the for, for, so people out there saying, yeah. So for people out there saying, oh my god, I can't believe you're giving stuff, you know, selling stuff. I should turn around and say, well, why don't you build your house bigger and buy as much stuff as I have? Then come talk to me, yeah, right? It's like so so what? It's your stuff. I know yeah. that, but it's weird, and, and I'm not even, and I, and I haven't, as you said earlier, I'm, I'm not going up there and saying, hey, man, this firehouse light right here that I got, I'm going to start the bidding off at $5,000. You know, I didn't do that. <laughs> I started off, you know, and I don't care if Gene Simmons, and, and that's the other thing, too, people, you guys know, Gene and Paul and, you know, Eric Singer and, and Bruce Kulick and, and, and Peter Chris, they're all selling stuff. Right, they're all making selling stuff, and they're making money. But as soon as I said I posted, hey man, I might let go of stuff, people started freaking out. Like, oh my god, how can you do that? Oh my god, you're a huge fan. I'm still a fan. I'm still I, a huge yeah, fan. Yeah, and I, and that is why I think people freak out when someone likes you, who has put together amazing events, who lives with a vibrancy and a joy. I mean, I, I have never met someone more positive than you are. 99% of the time with your outlook and fandom. I mean, real fan is a, a, a term that's thrown around flippantly, but Andy, to me, is a real fan because he celebrates the band continuously and celebrates every single aspect of them. So when you see someone like that saying, I'm going to downsize, you're like, what the fuck's going on? You know, are, are <laughs> yeah, you all right, on? dude? You know, what are you, you know, it, it really does have a pause when someone like that you know, there, there's very few people, you know, on, on my Facebook um, who, if they were to start saying they were downsizing, I would give a second glance to. But when someone like Andy does it, you're like, what? <laughs> and and with no and and with no agenda to be gouging people either. You're like, oh, I'm gonna start this. All right, let's go, let's go. Blow the kazoo. It's yours. You know, I mean, you're you're doing it with no fuss. You're not being a drama queen about it. Uh, are we allowed to say that anymore? Um, you're, you're you're just being you're being you i i don't know i, I just like i said like i said i looked at something and said uh, but again it's not just it's not just uh you'll be like some people like oh i dispenses oh dispenser's crap and i and i posted right away when i first started saying i was gonna we were we were gonna kim and i because she looked at stuff too and said yeah nah it said and it just wasn't just all you know just Spencer stuff. If you Spencer's crap, I got news for you. People keep saying Spencer's crap. Some of that stuff was awesome, and I, and I still have the light up stuff. Like I said, some of the busts are very cool and stuff like that. I'm keeping. I don't. I'm keeping. You know, I, let's put it this way: from you know '96 to 2000, right? It was probably the biggest Kiss merchandise released of all time, not even yeah. beating the '70s. And I'll oh, it was, right but now, but it was it was everywhere, and it was continuous, and it has never stopped since. So that's why I kind of refer to it as Spencer's crap because nothing really caught my eye. Number one, um, number two, I think I've got I've got a. I've got a Pez thing up there, which I'll never sell. Oh, I, got that, yeah. I I will never sell. My wife bought it for me. Yeah. I mean, it, it, again, it has meaning. But all the Spencer stuff, and, and again, what people forget is every fan is different. Every fan of what's important to them, whether it's merch, whether it's music, whether it's moments, whatever, there is no wrong answer. There, uh, there really isn't. And again, what makes you happy? Okay, can you afford to drop fifteen to twenty-five thousand dollars on a Gene Simmons Madison Square? And they're not going to go for that low, um, you know. Base, good for you. <laughs> you know, do you do you save up all year, work extra hours so that you can buy a guitar experience on a cruise when they did them? Good for you. What the hell does it matter if someone's got a um, cassette that's super meaningful to them? Or they, they've only caught one pick in their life. There's no difference in any of that crap. None of it in the end matters because we ain't taking it with us. But if it brings you, it brings you joy, that's important. You brought up another, another, uh, another just point too is that uh, you said that 
we can't take this with us. And I used to used to say and joke around a long time ago. I, if 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 something ever happened to me, man, I would take it all to me with the grave. I they could throw it in the hole with me, and of course the the the, the kid stuff is expanding, so the hole would have to get bigger, right? But then now, then I look at it now too. Is also is that I've had some friends pass away that are in our age group that have passed away now that are no longer here anymore. And I have a couple more friends that are really sick too. They have you know like one of my friends I've known for a long time he has diabetes and. You know, I hate to say it, he's dying a slow death now. He is. He's literally dying a slow death, and it's tragic. And, you know, and, and we lost, I don't know if it, I don't know if uh, you remember, but Jeanette, Jeanette passed away from cancer a couple of years ago, and she, out, of, out of nowhere, I met her, and then we became friends, and we're on the cruise, and then next thing you know, she's gone. I had another old friend I knew for 30-something years. Next thing you know, they found him in his apartment, passed away. So, so, I'm, so now I've had about six or seven people that I've known pass away and i'm thinking man this is getting crazy man and i mean we can't take this stuff with us and then what happens when i it does something happens to us one of these or it does and what are you going to do with it it's not uh, if it's what, when. what's going to happen it's people like oh what are you going to do with it i'll be gone somebody else behind me is going to have to take it it's going to get all dispersed anyways i have nobody to leave it to except for kim kim's now is the beneficiary of everything you know i you know i have no kids and Nothing like that. You know, anybody left my my parents. I have an older brother who has no interest in kiss at all or this stuff at all. So I mean, there's absolutely nobody. So, like I said, man, I rather release if I'm going to release it, release it to somebody who will enjoy it, look at it, display it, maybe crack it open. I might cry at some of the stuff if they crack it open, but if they that's what they want to do with it, they can <laughs> they can do that, right? You know, yeah. it's it's it. You know, it's everybody's. I don't know. It's like you said, it's everybody what they like. You know, you you might not like this. You know, you might not like it. The Spencer's action figure, but I might, might love it. So what? It's my business. It's your business. But guess what? We all love the band for some thing. And we all love the music. And it comes down to the music. It basically going to the shows and stuff. And, and, I, then, and I'm not going to be memories. shocked. When yep. I go, and, yeah. And when I go to Madison Square Garden with Julian or anybody else that sees us can come out and hang out, whatever, you know what? I'm probably going to go to the show and I'm going to go look at the merch stand, right? Here's a guy I'm really reaching stuff. And guess what? I will probably buy that tour book that says the 50th anniversary because this will be the last one I buy. Yeah. You know, this is it. This is probably it for me and us. And that's it. You know, I will love the band forever. I might not like everything they do, right? We don't love everything. How can you love everything a band does for 50 years? It's impossible. You're going to have ups and downs. That's the way it's, life is, ups and downs, right? Yeah. yeah, good years, bad years, that's how it is. But in the long run, this band has made, for most of us, has made us happy for about at least 40 to 50 years, well, right? What bands can do that? Well, there, there, there is one exception, of course. Rush has never made a bad record ever, so they, that they have, they have no bad records, oh, in my opinion. Come on, now. come <laughs> on. Now. Kiss, yeah, there's a couple, but not Rush. Come on. Power Windows. No, I love that album. Fantastic. Oh, fire? Uh, after Signals, it's not as I good kind as of Power Windows, off. but I love it still. It fell off for me. The only record signals. I don't like is Presto. Oh, didn't we do a show about Presto? You yeah, and remember? Yeah. I like so Presto. All the early rush. Early Mark, rush. you just said there was no bad albums. Now you just said Presto. Well, Come on That's the one that I don't no. like. That's the least favorite. But still. Oh, he, he, to... He's walking backwards furiously no, right now. I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather listen to Presto than most other bands' records, okay? Rush, <laughs> rush are here, okay? And Kiss is really close, so. Ooh. Well, you can't have, you can't have a... You can't have a I don't know. Depending on what you call like, kiss, cream of the crop, right? Everybody has their cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. People are born in the seventies. They're gonna say, "Oh man, the 70s. Some people are born in the eighties, or I knew the people that who got into the kiss because of the eighties, yeah. and they don't seventies yeah. kiss. Well, you got, like you, the- you've got two of them on this show right now, who you know, who are. You know, and I was talking on an Aerosmith podcast this week, you know, about coming in in 85 as well with that band. You know, again, it doesn't matter when you get on the bus, as long as you're on the bus. 
And it doesn't matter where you get off either, for that matter. You know, I, I was just thinking about the two ultimate KISS collectibles that you can take with you. The KISS casket seems like a good buy, um, you know, after all, because you can take it with you, as does the urn, you know, for that matter, depending on your preference. You know, so there, there are a couple of super collectibles that do make sense. But I want to end this episode about letting go with just a quick question to each one of you. Andy, what KISS have you listened to this week? Uh, what kiss have I listened to this week? Wow. Uh, let me look back. Uh, believe it or not, uh, let me see. Because it, because when I started going through stuff and I just posted yesterday, uh, the 80s posters, I made a story about, oh, my God. You know, the, I'm telling you, I tried to post as many posters on the wall, but there were a bunch that I still couldn't post on the walls. You know, but anyways, um, I posted all the 80s posters from those years, you know, 84, 85, 86, 87, 88. And posting about, man, I went to those shows, right? Back then, because you couldn't bring any bags with you and nothing. You just went to, and you didn't know what kind of merch, because it's not like nowadays you could get bags and people take pictures and show you everything you can buy if you want to buy it. You know, back then you had to go there and you went up to the merch table and I would say, I want one of everything, you know? And they'd be looking at you like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I want one of everything. Are you kidding me? Yes, I want one of everything. Oh, I got to break out the calculator. They had to break out a calculator. And you <laughs> the Hot in the Shade tour, when it came up this way, the first show, because I always buy everything at the first show you can, because you don't know if it's going to be there at the next show, you know, that kind of thing. I bought 11 T-shirts alone, and I put them on all. Oh, wore them all the whole night. So one <laughs> oh, after my God. <laughs> Sweating their ass off. <laughs> wow. I was in the second row. You know, like a freaking hot dog. Can't move. Michelin man. Yeah, and the posters, too. So think about the posters were just rolled. They weren't in plastic. They were just rolled up. So I'm like, oh, yeah. how do I get these not crushed? How do I get the, you know what I mean? Survive all that. Yeah. So this kind of last week, I basically listened to like, and I'm going to defend Julian. I'll tell you what you want, man. I, I For the 80s thing, Kiss Asylum, man. I the Kiss Asylum. I, so, so basically this kind of week has been kind of like the 80s kind of thing. Asylum, you know, uh, animalized, that kind of thing like that. So, you know, those two have been, were in the play this week for the most part. So that, that, that's what happened to me this week. And, and I'll defend Asylum, man. That was a great tour. I loved it. They're all on fire. They're all running around like crazy. You know, I loved it. Believe it or not, you, I, don't, I don't care what Gene Simmons looked like. I don't care if he looked like a drag queen. I don't care. That was probably Paul's breaking out stuff. You know, that's Paul Stanley and his whole I can go solo Bon Jovi stuff. You know, Eric Kyle was awesome on the drums. Bruce finally came out more moving around his, you know, on the Kiss Asylum tour. It's seriously, and Gene, look at Gene. Gene's running around like crazy. Go look at the bootleg YouTube MSG show. Look at that show. Look at the audiences, too. No cell phones. Everybody's going nuts. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Nice. So, Ken, what Kiss have you listened to this week? And you had lots of time to think about that. Uh, it was actually listening and watching Uh, i was watching a lot of the uh rumble the kiss kiss and uh the the inner inner sanctum uh concert and stuff so i've been watching that and some other stuff around uh, australia um you know that that time period so yeah i've really enjoyed the that you know that show and how you know Eric Carr kind of you know made them come alive again. I think uh, live in concert they, they really had a lot of, seemed to have more energy than you know of course the Dynasty tour uh, that came before it. So yeah, that's what I listened to this week. Well, we're role reversal this week, Ken, because I was listening to Alive 2. Um, well, not specifically oh, really? Alive 2, but Kiss Live in Houston 77. Both oh, that ones, one, the, yeah. the videos um, yeah. are just absolutely amazing. And a bootleg that came out a few years ago of those, the uh, Supersonic is what they call Houston supersonic versions mm-hmm. of those, are just absolutely spectacular, powerful Um you know, even for for super the beginning of the Super Kiss era, so I've been enjoying the living daylights out of those repeatedly, watching the shows and listening to the uh, audios as well at the same time. Uh, Mark, what have you listened to this week? Yeah, I, I've also listened to the Supersonic. I was listening to that this week uh, as well. It sounds really good. I was very happy to get that. Uh, also, uh, I've been listening a lot to Creatures. That seems to be on my playlist quite a lot. Uh, Asylum, which I listen to quite a bit, is it's my favorite non-Kiss like makeup album, uh, and uh, I also listen to a lot to uh, to Unplugged 
uh, this week as well. I, I had it on. Uh, I was downstairs in the the man cave, uh, listening to my vinyl stuff, and I pulled that one out for some reason. I just just naturally just went whoop, and grabbed it and just okay, I can listen to this one. But I've been watching a lot of videos too because my dog. He has a little bit of trouble with his back leg, and he likes to sleep upstairs down in the living room. So I sleep up there in, the, in my big Lazy Boy recliner, and I was uh, watching uh, the, uh, the the Destroyer, uh, Texas. Destroyer. Yeah, yeah. Houston. The Destroyer tour. Wow. Yeah, Houston tour. Yeah, I was watching that, and uh, and I was also watching because I was glad that I finally had this. The complete, uh, including the proper encores of Cobo Hall Night One. I watched that quite a bit. So when they come up with the Kiss was here one year ago, and now they sold a million records. Hey, they give them the records, you know, and mm. during the encore. Like, so I, I've been, you know, watching those quite a bit. I, I'm, for me personally, I love Kiss stuff, but what I love the most is I love watching the videos like that, the bootleg videos. I have so many of them I had on VHS behind me there, like, you know, Winter Winterland and all these ones when they first got them at the conventions. And I was like, wow, look at that stuff, you know. So I've always been a big fan of the uh, the live video part of it. Nice. So that's a good question for the audience. I mean, this would have been perfect for a live episode, but what have you guys been listening to this week from your KISS catalog? And everyone's got their own unique KISS catalog. You know, what's what's been turning you on? You've been listening to Unmasked? You've been listening to uh, Asylum? What's been floating your boat, so to speak? And also, have you ever let go of things? Have you ever felt the need to downsize? And, you know, what were the driving points? Um save the divorce stories because they're really a bummer um but you know have, yeah. have you ever had any other reasons to downsize your collection and do you have any regrets like i had that will have you drive you to insanity to the rest yeah. of your days there's still two items i have to recover um from my early 2000s sales so there we are so for now from andy thank you sir from Mark, Ken, and myself. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.